Welcome to One Interview, One World. This is Lainey Kay, and this is a show about interviewing people from all walks of life because everyone has a story to share and we can all learn from each other. I hope you enjoy listening. Just do anything and everything it takes to make yourself happy on a daily basis. And don't think of this as like a task or like, oh my God, I have to do this. This is not a course. This is not something that you have to get a certification at the end of. And this is not a destination. This is a journey. And it will keep changing. It will be very subjective. It will be yours only. And you create it. I think the only love story you have all your authorities on are is this one so just own it i think that's that's all i would say just be your own hero heroine or whoever you want to be and just own it thank you kushtrut for being with me today on one interview one world and we're going to learn about your life and about your self-love journey and that you're a self-love enthusiast. So I'm excited to learn more about you. And Kushbu is from Mumbai, India, which I think is really, really cool. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for reaching out. I would love to learn more about you. So have you always lived in India? Yes, I have. Always. Born and brought up in Bombay, in fact. So yeah. Very good. And, you know, because you're on self-love journey, I would love to know when you were growing up, were, was that instilled in you or how was growing up? I think, you know, um, it's really funny the way I say it, but, you know, we've always been told that love is all about finding that one person and, you know, finding it in your relationships, etc. And then you you don't really learn it through novels or books, etc. So I say, you know, life played a wingman and pushed me into the self-love journey because um, it is something that, you know, you don't really learn. It's when you get into it, that's when you realize that, okay, this is what is happening. You are prioritizing yourself more. You are putting yourself first and you are focusing more on what makes you happy than, you know, those around you. So for me, self-love has been something that has always come very naturally, but I only realize it once I go back into introspecting it. So if you ask me, has someone instilled it in me? No, it's it's literally been like, you know what, this is what it is and you've got to deal with it. And in the process of dealing with it, I learned the concept of self-love. When you were growing up, did you have a religion that your family taught you? Yes, and, and does, I still follow it. Yeah. yeah, does that religion teach to love yourself or anything like that? It actually teaches you to have faith in your God. Like, you know, no matter what, um, God is the only power that's going to be with you. And uh, it's about blindly trusting him that no matter what happens, he's going to be there to protect you to save you and to always be there for you. That's your only true love and that's your only true companion. So that's nice. So that gives yeah. you that gives you a nice self-confidence because a lot. Yeah. And um, you know, you might call this a bit uh 
you know not so believable but i have had experiences where i have felt like you know what this is god this is god protecting me or this was god's plan otherwise there was no way i would end up being here or doing this or etc so i'm very strongly uh, of a belief that god is there and he protects you and he helps you reach wherever you are meant to be so i very very confidently believe in it Thank you. That was beautiful. Uh, so, do you feel that in India, that that is how most people are raised to think like that? I think it differs. I mean, uh, when you talk about my generation, like the age I am in, um, I think we aren't the people who you can teach something, right? So, while Indians believe a lot in God and religion, um, it is not something that has ever been forced upon people. So, it is like you are taught a certain way, but if or not you want to believe in it, it's purely the child's choice. So, yeah, but the kind of devotion Indians have for their God, I don't think there are any other countries who follow that. So, in general, on a larger perspective, yes, I think so. Very, very nice. And then what was it like growing up in India for you? I think it was very um, warm, if I may say so, because, you know, you're the institution of family and the whole concept of, you know, being there for each other or to be dependent on each other is very, very strongly built, like very rare do you see kids moving out when they are teens or you know you have to live through a whole life you have to grow together no matter how um you know annoying it can be they stick together so I think it's it's wonderful that way obviously there are a lot of um random things that piss you off on a day-to-day life but that's I think that's a part of life you you go anywhere you're gonna face them so you're saying children like young adult children are generally still living with their family or that like what what age do they end up moving out honestly the largest population of our country don't ever move out on their parents like they get married that's when the women get out of their house but for the men it's usually that they stay by you know with their parents it's now over the past couple of years it has changed and there's a concept of you know moving out whatever but even then it's like 30s 40s um but India is huge, you know, and there are multiple metropolitan cities and each city has their own rules. So for some bigger cities like Bombay, the kids are now slowly moving out by 20, 25, 30. But beyond that, nobody moves out in their teens. Like they just don't feel the need to because they are in the secure bubble of, you know, family and everything else. Mm -hmm. And that's normal. It's normal for them. Very normal. In fact, you know, um, when you say that you want to move out or you want to live independently, um, they look at you as, oh my God, have we done something wrong? Or why do you need to get out of here? Or, you know, we can fix this. We can do this. It's, it's treated up normal. I'm not kidding. Like, you know, the fact that, you know, women or young people want to live alone is almost always um, treated as if what's going on like why do you have to do that we are here for you so it's a it's very so we are really emotionally sensitive people as a country you know so everything just gets attached to emotions the logics just go away for a while when it comes to that yeah 
Wow. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like even here, whenever you want to move out, the parents are like, "But why?" You know. I think most parents are like that. Most of us are young, yeah, in our teens or early twenties that do move out. So that that's common here. That's for sure. Now I think there are more. Uh, young adults living with their family because of expenses. Absolutely. I think in India, that is the the biggest cause because, you know, um, beyond India, there are countries that let you work way early in your teens, right? Like there are students who do their college, they do their part-time, they want to be financially independent. In India, the journey itself begins beyond 20, right? Like 2021 is when kids even start to think, even then if they want to do their master's or pursue post-graduation, financial independence is something that comes a bit late. So Mm -hmm. you need that security, right? You need that bubble where you're like, I want to cover my education, but I need your support for my daily expenses. So I think that that plays a huge role in it. Yes, definitely. And what do you think are some of the other cultural differences from India and other countries? I think there are so many. I mean, don't want to sound judgmental, but there are, you know, there are different in the whole concept of living, right? Like the institution of marriage in India and across is so different. Like, I don't think um, the larger perspective, again, I want to keep saying that because I don't want to be like, I'm not generalizing people. But, you know, for us, marriage is that one time thing where you just decide on someone and you stick by them forever, irrespective of whether you've fallen out of love, whether, you know, it's working out or not, whether you're feeling some challenges. Um, Whereas, you know, across different countries there's a concept of you know you can fall out of love you can be with multiple partners you can be with multiple you know uh, families you can have your own life even if it means getting remarried at 40 that's considered to be a bit okay but over here there's no concept you either marry that one person stay with them or you never do that again I think slowly obviously it's changing But then um, that whole, again, it comes back to that whole sentiment of sticking by each other, no matter what for life. Like there's no concept of, you know, evolving. There's no concept of, okay, you know what, this is not working out. Let's just try someplace else, some person else. Maybe it could, you know, work out with them. So I think that is one um, thing that really is very different. The concept of love. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would say so. And then what about arranged marriages? Do they still do that a lot? They do. I mean, the large population still goes for that and they still believe in that concept and they still believe that, you know, the person that your family chooses is the right person for you, regardless of whether you know them or not. So it's still pretty much a thing in India. Not so much in Bombay, but largely, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And then how do you think the younger generation feels about that? Do they agree with that still? Not really. Like, again, it um, like I said, India is huge, right? So the, the cities where it is more evolved, they don't. They have been going out, they've been dating, they've been exploring. They're, you know, in fact, one of the things is now, now that we have open conversations, there are a lot of people who are exploring their genders, their preferences, their you know, who they like, who they dislike in, in cities, I'm saying. And, you know, then now the 
the younger generation is like you know what maybe i don't want to marry at all maybe i want to live in with a partner first or maybe you know i may never get married or i will marry but eventually if it doesn't work out it's fine but arranged marriage in those set of generation is something which is not working out for them because they can't believe that they have to spend their life with someone who they don't even know so they want to know the person they want to date for a while be engaged for a while and then eventually get married mm-hmm. so that has shifted that has i mean shifted a lot but again not the entire country just a few cities Okay, so it's really the big cities is what you're saying, or it's more progressive yes. and open to change. Yes, because now they are evolving and they're consuming um, the kind of content which is across the globe, right? Like their education level has enhanced because they listen to podcasts like this or they, you know, watch movies. They, they, they understand that the world is bigger and, you know, your choices can go as much as wide as possible. So I think that's that's the key difference here. They don't really, you know, stick to what their parents tell them or what their heritage is about. They want to know more. They want to explore. Mm-hmm. And then I also wonder, are arranged marriages more for like um, people that have, or I guess you would say have money or more upper class versus like lower class or it's across the spectrum? It's across the spectrum. I've, I mean, there's nothing like, you know, it's in fact, I mean, in some cases, it's in fact vice versa. Those who have the money or the power would rather be like, I want to utilize my freedom and my privilege and be with someone I really like because they socialize a lot more than the ones who don't have that access, right? So they, they have this family friends, they have people they know from childhood. So that's different. But um, I don't think that's the case. Like arranged marriage as a concept has been widely accepted by the country across strata. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what other things do you think are unique about India versus other countries? I think the, the sentiment, the empathy and the emotion, like, if we and the patriotism like I think uh, nobody can like you may have as many complaints as you want from your country or from the people of it but when it comes to your pride you you can't take it when someone is raising hands or questions at you you are like no matter what it is it is my country and I love it and I'm grateful for it I think um, the the beauty in the culture and diversity like um, no matter what religion you follow or no matter what uh, caste you belong to, the, the, there are colors, there are celebrations, there is everything. Everything is just so loud, but it's just so beautiful. Like, you know, you walk into a room and you would never feel like, oh, where am I? Or I'm lost. You will always have that one person who will walk up to you and be warm and, you know, would help you if you are in trouble. So I think that's that's the beauty, beauty of it. Yeah. So it does sound like, yeah, you guys are taught to care about others. And so a lot. Yes. Yes. So you're more, you're more willing to help out others and, and yeah, not, not let somebody feel like alone in the room or that's really, really nice. I love that. What is your impression of America? I feel like I need to live there for like 25 years to have an opinion on it. But um, to be honest, yeah, I mean, what you hear is that, oh, they are like real. I mean, 
like I said, I'm from Bombay, right? So for me, the lifestyle or the cultural difference isn't much. Like I know what happens there is something I can do here also. Um, but I think it's pretty. It has both the sides, right? In a way, it's really cool that you can have your own freedom. You can live independently, and you know you are taught to do things your way. But there's also hindsight where you don't have that emotions, you don't have your family, you don't have that bonding which you know keeps you glued to each other. So yeah, there's a flip side to everything. So I think I'm. For me, it's not as a as an individual. For me, it's not really about the person, like the place, but a lot about the person, right? Like the people I'm gonna be with, right? The experiences I'm gonna have. So whether you take me to America or India or anywhere, as long as I feel okay and happy from the inside, it really doesn't matter much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you traveled to other countries? I haven't been able to. In fact, I had a couple of plans, but the pandemic just—I've just been to Thailand. <laughs> that was a family outing, not a uh, not an outing to explore stuff, but not so much, not yet. Mm-hmm. But I do have a lot of friends across the globe, and I do your stories, so I do know a couple of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And where you live? So you grew up in um, Bombay. Is that what you said? So that's like a big, big city. So you did have like probably more worldly, you know, exposure to things than I would guess in other places. And then what is Mumbai? What is that? Is that a big city too, isn't it? It is. It it okay. So sorry, my bad. But Mumbai is Bombay. So the earlier name was. (laughs) Thank you. So, so it was called Bombay and then it was renamed to being Mumbai and my bad. That was not knowledge. So yeah, it's it's one of the biggest cities we have in the country and it's really fast paced and it has, uh, it's been compared to the New York of America. So yeah, so you can just understand the way we would be. So is it like a city that's open like 24 hours a day kind of thing? Yeah. Yes, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And how many people live there? Do you know? No, but I think it would be in top five largest population of the country. I don't know the exact number. I'm so yeah. sorry. That's okay. But when when you go outside and you walk around, is it like you're walking through swarms of people? Is it like that busy? It depends on the area, but usually, yes, like there are a lot of people. So we have different um, areas for different purpose, right? Like we have this really busy street where women are shopping and there's this whole um, thing going on. And there is this other side where it's nothing. There's this only offices and big skyscrapers and that's about it. So it depends, but yeah, you will never... So there's this saying which says Mumbai never sleeps. Like even if you are out at like 3 a.m. in the night, you would see cars honking. You would see people on the road, um, probably traveling back or going somewhere. So yeah, we are, we are very busy like that. Very good. It's just very interesting. I love learning about living in different places and all that. So how did you start to realize that you needed to work on self-love or loving yourself? So, um, like I said, it was very gradual and it was a journey. And um, what had happened was 
I was growing up, but so was my needs for validation and love and affection. So I would often see myself, you know, craving for that happiness in someone else. I have been like really sensitive people's person all my life. So for me, you know, um, it did not matter much about what I felt, but what mattered was how I made the other person feel or what they did for me, how I did something for them and things like that. And there came a point where I just felt like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I, you know, focusing my energies or my happiness into someone else's hand? And it didn't come from a negative place as such, but honestly, why would someone else also, you know, bear that baggage? Like your relationship shouldn't be about that. So there was this one evening where I just wanted to have coffee. And I was like, why don't I just go with myself? Like, why do I have to wait or ask? And I just, just like that, I just went out and I had a coffee with myself. It was just that. And then that sort of gave me the confidence to be like, one second, I can go to the events I want to all by myself because my friends were busy with their lives. They had their studies going on. I was working by then. And, you know, my family also had their own priorities. And then I started going out with myself a lot more often. And then eventually I started traveling alone. So I went on a couple of solo trips and I was like, this feels great. And, you know, once I started doing that, I started having conversations with myself. So now when I'm having a bad day or when I'm upset, I don't need to ring up a best friend or a friend or a family. I can just talk myself through it. Obviously, there are worse days. I'm not saying you don't need someone. but I'm just saying that that need is not like a clutch to you right like you can live without it and you can live with it but it's very important that you know that no matter what you are there for yourself so I think for me it just it was very gradual like there wasn't one particular moment where I was like oh my god now I'm gonna fall in love with myself and this is it it just happened and then the moment it started happening I started loving it so much like it's so empowering it's so beautiful to be like okay you can do whatever I don't get affected by this I'm pretty okay now so yeah it was that that's beautiful so before like you felt that you weren't happy with yourself and that you felt you needed you needed somebody else to make you feel happy yeah I did I think more than happy it was about the love I think I just always felt so unloved and you know I always felt like I deserved better or can I just get that one person I can um, warm up to and be with and you know it was all about that it was all about that affection and um I don't know. I just realized that I'm looking at the wrong places. I'm not saying I don't believe in it anymore, but I'm saying if it has to happen, if there are people meant to make me feel that way, like I said, God will work his plans and I may get them. But until then, I have to work on myself and be with myself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's so enlightening. And I think a lot of us don't realize that. And I've read so many spiritual books and they talk about self-love all the time. And I feel like sometimes you just don't understand what self-love is. You, you just don't get it. And you know, you're like, okay, I, I think, I think I like who I am. Or you may look in the mirror and you're like, mm, I don't care for the way I look, but yeah, it's like, we need to so work on loving ourselves. And I think the reason why they it's taught 
to do that is because when you love yourself, you aren't looking for somebody else to give you that because, and who else is going to make decisions for you? It's only you. You're the only one who can make those decisions. And so it was like a light bulb that went off for you. And I love the way that you explained it because that helps people get it. They're like, okay, that's what self-love is. It is not seeking it from somebody else. It's finding it in myself. And then I feel like the more that you love yourself or the more that you have that confidence to do things on your own, which is what you did, you're bringing like a joy to yourself and and a confidence to yourself and now people are, are drawn to you and you're and you go out and you have experiences Absolutely. where you're meeting people where you what if you're like home hibernating you're not out meeting people but you're learning I'm fine by myself but then you're having experiences and you're also now meeting people and bringing people into your life would you agree with that Absolutely. I think um, it's great that you bring this up because, um, you know, there is a huge difference in solitude and loneliness. Um, Drowsing yourself into loneliness or being depressed or, you know, being like, you know what, I don't need the world. I I can do this by myself. I don't need anybody. That's often loneliness. But solitude is something where you enjoy it but you also enjoy it with the people around. Like when I go for my solo trips, I am alone, yes. But there are, you know, co-travelers, there are new people, new language, new, you know, experiences. And that's where you learn so much. And because you are so in love with yourself, because you're so indifferent of others, you just let loose because you're like, I'll see where this takes. Like, I'm okay and I'm open to everything. Like, you know, you have nothing to lose because you know you've got you, right? Like, when you you know that you have someone holding you so strongly, you're just like, let's go. Let's just see what life has in store for you. And I think self-love does help a lot because if you don't love yourself, half of the time your social experiences are dwell into self-doubt you are often like oh my god what is this person thinking what is that person going to do how am I going to react like this or whatever but when you're like just super confident and you're like it's okay (laughs) I mean what's the worst that can happen someone may not like you someone may not be in your life it's fine there are those who will so I think to get that confidence it's important for you to value yourself and to respect yourself Mm -hmm. absolutely And do you feel that by having this confidence and self-love and being able to go out on your own, that it's helped you evolve as a person? A lot, like a lot. I think it has um, enhanced my growth, if I may say so, because you suddenly feel so mature. You suddenly feel like you own up to your choices. You own up to your decisions and you're like, I know what I'm doing, right? And you you don't get that when you're constantly seeking other people's opinions um, because then you're just being confused and you're being drawn into different directions led by them. So I think self-love has helped me a lot because it has the one of the most powerful things that self-love has taught me is indifference and um, not in a negative way, but in a way where, you know what, you can be who you are and I would still not be affected by you. I may love you. I may care for you, but it does not change who I am as a person. It does not destroy me. Uh, it can 
probably help me make me grow it it will hurt i'm not saying self love is about being super happy or being always like oh i have my best days because i love myself no you're going to cry you're going to have terrible nights you're going to have um lot of tough decisions but regardless of all that you know you will still have someone who you love and that would be you so i think self love has taught me a lot but indifference is something that has been the most magnificent thing that i've learned so you've learned to accept people like that's it's given you peace it has yeah. on multiple levels yes yeah beautiful Beautiful. When you travel by yourself, what advice would you give to someone to, you know, go out on their own or what would you tell them to tell themselves, I guess, to help them, you know, overcome that, you know, being afraid to do that? Because that is something that I think a lot of us have that we're not comfortable being by ourselves or going out by ourselves or let alone traveling by ourselves. you know i'll be honest i was one of that person like i always thought that oh if i have to go somewhere i'll go with this person i have so many travel trips planned with my best friend with my family and uh, because of that it was always procrastinated like i told you i haven't been able to travel outside yet so um i think the best advice would be take baby steps you know this is your own journey what i have gone through or what someone else has gone through need not be your pathway your pathway is something that you design right so if you don't feel confident take baby steps like go for a date first then go to you know a more socially open um atmosphere probably like an event or like a concert or something you feel comfortable with and then once you get comfortable with yourself like it's like a relationship at the end of the day right except that instead of a partner it's with you so imagine you dating someone you wouldn't just be like oh we've dated for two days let's just go to rome now I mean there are people who do that <laughs> um no judgments but i'm saying that you will take your time right like you will know that person you will go for like mini dates then you will go for like a better date so go gradually go slowly and uh, my first solo trip i'm not kidding i was super scared i was always paranoid i was like oh my god something is going to happen uh what if you know someone just uh, does something and i was like okay wait calm down calm down and i started going in as like let's just take this 30 minutes in hand and what i want to do in this 30 minutes so i think it's very important to make your journey your own right like own it do it the way you would do it with someone else or with yourself also and just plan things the reason why i feel comfortable is because i have everything planned like i have my itinerary planned i have every booking done i just need to go hop on to different you know ways and just explore and then come back so i know where i'm heading i know what i'm going to do i know who i'm going to meet i know how i'm going to travel so everything is sorted so mentally my journey is half done the other half is to then open up to people around and i think you need to judge your vibe and that's true for anything like even when you are with your friends if you meet someone else like if you meet a stranger you will have a vibe to it right you will be like oh this person is giving me some negative vibe or this person looks creepy this person looks shady walk away like you don't have to do what others do 
and you always have smartphones <laughs> it's a savior the the least you can do is just google something watch some video watch some movie hear some music and i think you'll be fine mm-hmm. so yeah so when you traveled i know you haven't done it that much but when you have done these things where you went to a coffee shop by yourself or when you did travel by yourself did you meet people along the way I did. I met so many people. Not so much when I went to like events or coffee dates because those are like, you know, the local people, and we don't really just walk into them. But um, I think when I've traveled, I've had people, and we are still in touch. I have connected with them. We follow each other on social media, and you know, we always have good things to say. And um, I have this very. very sweet incident that happened to one of my trips i had gone to i guess pondicherry and you know we were all indian women there and there was this group and uh, they were from america and um surprisingly on that very day we had this fast like where you have milk uh, after you see the moon and things like that it's a marathi there's a culture uh where you do that and uh, so we were doing that and they were just looking at us being amazed at what are we doing why are we doing this like we are at a dinner table and we are having milk uh, and they were having beer <laughs> so they were like okay what's happening <laughs> they were very confused because uh it wasn't what we ordered it was like from the hotel where they were like oh we are doing this for the indians etc so they actually were looking at us all confused and um i don't know why and how but i just walked up to them and i explained them the whole thing i made them even try it and they loved it even though they had it on beer so i don't know how <laughs> i mean milk on beer would have been a bit weird but yeah so i think uh, you meet them you know you have such experiences and you feel like people aren't scary yeah they are people at the end of the day and uh, sometimes you have great friendships sometimes you just remember them as people you walk through but yeah that's about it yeah that's very nice what would you say has changed in your life since you've started doing this I actually started having larger boundaries around me like I always anyway did but like now I'm like I'm very guarded and I don't think I have a lot to lose so if you come into my life you're welcome if if you don't want to be or uh, then also it's cool like i don't um, see myself crying over people at all anymore um the only times now i get affected is with myself like if i behave a certain way or if i get affected by people who i shouldn't be affected with or situations but um i think this journey has just helped me be like i am okay who i am and with whoever i am and um i may need people i may want people but i'm not going to you know sit your crib or cry or like wait for them to come i will live my life regardless like if i have a plan to let's say visit america or some place else i will do that regardless i'm not going to sit here and be like oh i'll wait for my best friend's career to get sorted or i'll wait for my family I won't do that anymore because I'm like it's my life and I have to own it. Mhm. That's so wonderful. <laughs> that's a fantastic thing to. And that's not something you feel that you would have been like before you started this journey. You wouldn't have felt comfortable doing that. 
I think I wouldn't have even thought about it. Like comfort comes very secondary because for me, it was always like you do it with them or you don't do it at all. Like there was no concept of oh, you can do it by yourself or you know you can travel alone. It it didn't occur to me. So I think um, if this journey had not happened, I wouldn't have even known. Mm-hmm. How long has it been? Um, five years, close to five years. Yeah. So do you feel like you're a completely different person in a way? Absolutely. I mean, I go back to my social media posts. Or I go back to my conversations and I'm like, oh my God, who is this person? Like, she's so emotional. She's so sensitive. She got affected so much. And, you know, she took decisions that she would have not in, in current times. So, yeah. And the whole fact that I got to travel so much in at least two years, it's it's been, yeah, it's been like... I was a completely different person and I myself don't recognize that person so much now. And what does your family think? Do they think of you differently now too? I think to an extent, yes, because um, when I have my boundaries or when I choose myself so much, they are also viewing it, right? Like, so they know that, okay, now if she's saying no, she means it or, you know, if she wants to do something, she will eventually do it regardless of what we say. So I think, yes, but the good thing is that they take a lot of pride in it. So they're like, wow, we, you know, we are really proud of the journey and we are really proud that regardless of what happens she's so confident and she's smiling so I think they see the change and they also have somewhat been affected with it but I think they are pretty happy about it so that's a good thing yeah definitely that's huge that's huge and then do you feel it is it's changed them has it changed them some to become more more paying attention to themselves as well Yes. And um, I wouldn't limit this just to my family, but I think even my social circle or the friends or, you know, people I've been close with, I think even they somewhat take inspiration, um, if I may say so, in the sense where they realize that, you know, she makes sense. She's right. Like, why are we stressing so much or why are we waiting for that person or that? it's okay if I skip this or it's the little things right like the small decisions in your life and I think I see them being like yeah it's cool I think we should do that too like I see uh, them being independent now I see them being like yeah it's okay I mean the whole fact that they let me so for young women traveling in India is still a big thing where they're like, oh my God, what will happen with the safety and things like that. So for them to even accept that is because I've proved myself because I've told them that I'm going to be responsible about it. So it has changed them, their perspectives over the world. They now get it. Yeah, maybe there is a newer perspective out there. Maybe we should evolve. Maybe we should accept it. So Mm -hmm. yes. Absolutely. That's so fantastic. Thank you. Do women travel in India by themselves or that's like very rare? I mean, I honestly felt like there wouldn't be many women who would be doing this because of various reasons. And But I was so surprised because when I started my journey and when I started looking around, I was like, 
who am i kidding like forget the younger ones there are women in their 30s and 40s and 50s they're like oh we are done with everything now we just want to travel and they have this small groups so, yeah they have this friend circles and they just go for like this monthly retreat it's beautiful like early on it was but again the whole thing of the city plays a role like i don't think um, every city in india would have that thing where women are confident to go out or where they you know the men of their house would be like yeah yeah please go but i think it's changing a lot and there are a lot of women who are doing that because they're independent right they're like this is my life this is my money this is my dream i'm going to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> you let me or you don't so yeah mm-hmm. it has happened i kind of feel that uh definitely your generation more women are independent and more women are doing more things than they ever did before or they'll go live in other countries or they're to study abroad i just feel like the the women are are going to change the world it's amazing absolutely they are yeah i love that but i mean of course young men too but i just see that i've just seen like so many young girls you know cuz i have children and my daughter she's she did study abroad but there were so many girls doing study abroad the percentage i would say was gosh it was 80% or more it's girls you know so i thought it wow. was really interesting so absolutely it, i think it's so good to travel though because it does open up your eyes to different things and i love interviewing people from other countries because you know we don't know enough about other cultures you know and what mainstream is is telling you is not always the correct information that's true yeah i would love to know because of covid how has that affected you this year it's been worse like you've like we've because we have such huge population our restrictions are even more tougher so we've been in lockdown far more times than any other country would have and in fact we still are and um, initially it was all good it was like yeah it's fine you know we'll get through it maybe a month a couple of months that's that's it but it's been more than a year now um it's been tough because you are literally like locked up uh, with very minimal stuff that you can do but uh, for me luckily i don't know why and how but i came up this came up with this random things of like having dates with myself in my room or like doing it up or like yeah as so i keep doing those things and experimenting <laughs> with the way i can over here because i can't travel i can't get out much so I just hope I get to soon because it's been a lot like it's been really a lot. When you do go out what are the restrictions for you? One is that you know now recently what has happened is not everything is going to be open 24 by 7 so there are set timelines for each and everything like if you want to shop for groceries and stuff it's going to be at 
particular morning times only and um you can't get out without any reason or unless you are not a doctor you can't get out you can't travel travel as such like in a car there can't be more than two people at a time and so things that the offices have been shut the places have been shut like there is no public parks open there is no public place that is open so it's very i mean even if you do get out it would be literally like to take a stroll that's it because nothing is open you can't really do anything about it the theaters are closed the malls are closed so it's basically just to take a stroll and come back <laughs> because there's nothing else wow has it affected the economy then a lot like hugely like it's um i think it has affected a lot of small scale businesses as well as the large but uh, the local vendors the people whose survival was you know dependent on a day's earning has affected so much there are people who have been struggling to get a day's meal and um it's it's been very tough for a lot of people mm-hmm. and does the government help I mean, do they they like pay for people to be like if they're not working, they give them unemployment, or do they help with people who need food? They do. I mean, they have a lot of various schemes and you know donations that takes place where you can you know the ones who have the money can donate and you know they try to supply for the food and um I would just circle back to the conversation we had about India being this really helping country where you know there are. n number of ngos there are n number of people there are a lot of people you know who don't really even wait for a medium they literally just started walking by and you know going on streets offering food offering me- you know medical help or educating people giving away the masks and you know we also have ambassadors who have started their own initiatives to help the ones who are in need and so that way there's I mean, there's there. There are a lot of religious foundations who have started taking in people, or who started offering them shelter, food, basic necessities. So that way, we've been trying a lot. Like, um, you know, even in terms of medical help, if we have had to open up a lot of public places and convert them into hospitals, or you know, have more oxygen, more beds available. So. i you know irrespective of whether you belong to a certain religion or whether you are a doctor or not there have been people who have been out there helping as much as they can mm-hmm. because that's the little they can do they don't have their own jobs they don't have much and uh, it's it's very tough because covid has been you know taking away lives and there are so many other reasons why people have been you know committing suicide where people have been uh, dying out of starvation so th- that's the only way we can help i mean the government can only do so much it has to cater to so many requirements so i think as a country we've really come up with to get like together volunteer so much and do as much as we can beautiful beautiful i think in a a sad way but in a good way that this is taught us that we need to become more community minded and to help each other yeah and not depend on the government you have to take yes. action yourself and and be self reliant so i i i feel like that is something that's huge that's come out of this and also the fact that um no tomorrow is promised right no future is promised you might save up you might um do all your financial planning or you might have all your big plans for the you know oh after 30 i'll do this after 40 i'll do this or my retirement plan is this but honestly with things like this you you like 
you don't even know if tomorrow exists because last two years have been a havoc like um regardless of covid there are so many other things that has been happening across the globe which has affected so many people and that's when you realize that it's better to take one day at a time and it's better to you know help and make the community grow than to think about oh i'll be the world dominated country or things like that i think all of it is very superficial absolutely yeah i agree with that so much what would you say then for you know people to work on their self love journey what are some of the things that they should start doing first things first you know you need to understand and be aware that you need it like the problem with us is that we've always been taught about love in a way where it's always about other person be it family be it your career be it a romantic partner it is always about someone but uh, you need to be aware that this has to be about you that this has to be your journey and once you are aware you need to start taking baby steps and like i said it could be anything for everyone out there like for me if it is like singing on a bad day or taking myself out for dates for you it could be writing down on your journal or having a conversation with your friend or whoever you want to you know just do anything and everything it takes to make yourself happy on a daily basis and don't think of this as like a task or like oh my god i have to do this this is not a course this is not something that you have to get a certification at the end of and this is not a destination this is a journey and it will keep changing it will be very subjective it will be yours own and you create it i think the only love story you have all your authorities on are is this one so just own it i think that's that's all i would say just be your own hero heroine or whoever you want to be and just own it i like what you said you do things that you love and and i do feel like the way that we bring joy into our life is by following our passions and doing things that we love and i feel like that is something that isn't taught as much as it should be like i feel like even from a little kid i feel like the things that we should teach them is we love who you are you're you're you 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 nobody else is like you and then also to teach them what do you love what is your passion and to let them always seek that out because i feel we feel bad for some reason we feel guilty when we want to go do something that we want to do that we love to do but yet that brings us the most joy and happiness and self love we don't even realize that absolutely i think a part of the reason is because you know when we are born we've always had this cycle where we've been taught right from the beginning to depend on someone else like your parents your teachers um and things like that like you've never been told that one second you can have your journey of your own like obviously you need their validation you need their care you need their love but you do need yourself too and i think uh, we've been taught this labels this differences this perceptions about oh you have to look a certain way you have to behave a certain way you have to follow this you have to follow that nobody really tells you that you know beyond all this there's a soul which is yours and you know no matter how much you fight it that will be unique to you and not even your own parents are going to know what's about it like only you know you you know yourself only you know your soul and what makes it happy
society. So I think um, the part of the problem is that we've been born and raised to grow as codependent individuals rather than, you know, self-reliant, um, self-loving individuals. I think the concept of love is so tweaked in their own perceptions that it has lost its essence. I think we need to teach. And I think part of the reasons why I, you know, reach out to podcasts like yours or, you know, reach out to people to have conversations like this is because um, I want people to know that, you know, there is a love story that is all about you. It's not only about what we are taught in the novels or in the movies or, you know, while growing up what we've been told. It's also the fact that you can love yourself. I think it it really matters. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And when you have children or or with nieces or nephews or or just when people raise children, how do you think is the best way to instill this in them? I think by not being a parent, uh, by not being someone authoritative, but by being a companion, like like irrespective of the age gap irrespective of um you know the differences the generational gap because that's bound to be there you have to look at them as a companion as an equal okay i don't mean it like when they are one year old like a toddler but i'm saying you know growing with them and growing with their ecosystem knowing where they are coming from but also imbibing values that you hold closely with example setting the right examples is very important and giving them the right access is equally important like you need to make them aware by giving them access to say certain content or giving them access to probably the right platforms like hearing them out i think the biggest and the best way is to have conversations and to communicate no matter what it is you cannot have your child be scared to tell you anything or you know be afraid that oh my god if i do this my mom is going to be like this or my father is going to be like that i think for a child to have that blind faith that no matter what it, you know it might sound really weird but the kind of faith we have for a god i think that the if you are successful at having that faith with your children i think it's going to work wonders Mm-hmm. yeah and you know when when kids grow they they most probably learn from what they see not more of what they hear or things like that I think what they experience and what they see so if they see their mother is so self-independent if they see their mother loves them herself so much I think they are bound to imbibe that from her or her father or you know whoever is around so I think for you to first practice it and not fake it like mean it when you say things right like your kids are smart that way they will catch when you are bluffing around so I think to be honest and to be vulnerable also like you need to let them know that the world is not all roses there are going to be thorns there are going to be bad days and how you dealt with it is how they are going to deal with it in future having open communication, but teaching them to be able to feel comfortable to talk to you about things is, is big. Yeah. And I, even when you have that opening, they still feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Still feel uncomfortable. (laughs) So sorry to, uh, but you know, even then there are the right resources, right? You just need to make them meet them probably like a doctor or a friend or someone who, yes. Who can, yeah, yeah, who they can trust and they might not have an issue with, or maybe they have found them themselves, and you just need to warm up to that person. 
and be like okay i'm going to let you into my child's life but you know you need to be assertive and you need to be like okay i trust you too and you can do it like but right just keep me aware <laughs> yeah yeah fantastic yeah so i'm i'm so happy that i got to meet you it's wonderful i do like to ask people a couple more questions so what i know you've given so much good advice but what life advice do you think is important for people i think the life advice would be take one day at a time and do all that makes your heart happy that's it like just live one day and live it like it's the best day of your life i think you're good to go then mhm yes and then this is kind of similar but more uh for the world what do you feel humanity needs to work on to make our world a better place empathy i think we need to be a lot a lot more kind a lot more empathetic and we need to stop running so much in this catries which is never going to end you need to start just enjoying i mean we have such strong structures we have this huge expectations we have this huge economy we have to you know contribute to everything but i think at large eventually it's all about the experiences and i guess um, the greatest thing you can do is just smile at a stranger you know and uh, if you see someone who's suffering or if you get that vibe just give them a free hug it won't cost you anything um it does not have to always be about money it has to be emotions it has to be warmth i think um radiate your warmth wherever you go mm -hmm. So beautiful. You're a beautiful soul. Thank you so much. I could see you writing a book cuz you have so much great Oh god. <laughs> you should. You should. Um I would love to maybe someday. Yeah. <laughs> or even or even like start giving um like when things open up start giving speeches even schools like elementary schools and and schools around you i feel like the children i mean i know your culture is different than ours but i feel that what you're teaching is so important i actually want to do that like that was the part of the reason why i started at least speaking up on podcast because eventually i want to do that but i'm not just sure how i'll shape up that but yeah that's sort of on the list so let's just hope i do that yeah well <laughs> it means so much to me that um you said that because it really is very very sweet so thank you so much you're welcome all right well thank you and i wish you well with everything thank you so much for having me and we'll definitely be in touch all right take care You do bye bye